Hi everybody, welcome to uh, episode three of uh, Evolution Revolution, and I hope you enjoyed the uh, Time Out of Mind uh, by Steely Dan, one of my favorite tunes, so I would put you in the right frame of mind for this particular episode, and uh, Time Out of Mind, you could uh, interpret a couple of different ways, you could uh, think of it as time out of your mind, like some people would imagine it as being a yeah, crazy, but you'll see in this psychedelic experience that it's far from it. And uh, and then you can look at it as taking time out of mind and, and giving you the experience of eternity, the eternal now. But uh, in, the, in the first episode, uh, I was talking about transformational psycho-spiritual coaching, what I'm about to embark on, and I uh, played some clips that shed light on uh, psycho-spiritual and transformation as concepts and, and what they uh, what they mean and uh, I so I thought in this episode I would begin to talk about uh, psychedelics and the psychedelic experience um, which is an integral part of the type of coaching that I'll be doing it's very very uh, popular and uh, avant-garde now in the psychiatric community because it's producing miracle results and uh, so I thought I would start out since I live in California near Laguna Beach where uh, Timothy Leary spent a lot of his time. And, uh, it, it, and since he was the person I actually met one time, that I would uh, uh, put in a audio, audio book that he did uh, attempting to prepare one for and describe the psychedelic experience uh, that you have on LSD. And why was he so uh, popular? Well, he, he wasn't just some crazy guy. He was a Harvard professor of psychology. And uh, so it, his credentials preceded his experiences with LSD and uh, otherwise would not have been taken nearly, nearly, as, nearly as seriously. Uh, so the next clip is um, Timothy Leary attempting to describe and prepare one for the psychedelic experience, and it, it could be used quite well for prepping somebody today for uh, the experience. Uh, so here it goes. Timothy Leary, back in the day. You are now about to begin the great adventure, the journey out of your mind. You will travel far beyond familiar reality into the level of transcendent awareness. You will leave behind you your ego, your beloved personality, which will be returned to you at the end of this voyage. The goal of this trip is ecstasy, to move outside the boundaries of normal perception and consciousness 
into the far reaches of your nervous system. As you begin this journey, it is important to remember the following basic trusts and beliefs. You must be ready to accept the possibility that there is an infinite range of awarenesses for which we now have no words. That awareness can expand beyond the range of your ego, yourself, your familiar identity, beyond everything you have learned, beyond your notions of space and time, beyond the differences which usually separate people from each other and from the world around them. You must remember that throughout human history, millions have made this voyage. A few, whom we call mystics, saints, or Buddhas, have made this experience endure and have communicated it to their fellow men. You must remember, too, that the experience is safe. At the very worst, you will end up the same person who entered this experience. All of the dangers which you have feared are unnecessary productions of your own mind. Whether you experience heaven or hell, remember that it is your mind which creates them. Avoid grasping the one or fleeing the other. You must maintain faith and trust in the potentiality of your own nervous system and the billion-year-old life process. With your ego left behind you, your brain can't go wrong. Try to keep the memory of a revered teacher or a trusted friend whose name can serve as guide and protection. Trust your divinity. Trust your brain. Trust your traveling companions. Whenever in doubt, turn off your mind, relax, float downstream. In order for your consciousness to flow beyond the confines of the normal body ego,
it is necessary to undo the bonds which chain you to the external world, to dissolve the imprints your neurological camera has been carrying around. In other words, it is necessary to eliminate five major obstacles to a peaceful dying of the ego. Anxiety, desire, anger, doubt, and inertia. Eliminate anxious restlessness. Avoid unnecessary moving and talking. Instead, maintain a calm, relaxed awareness, keeping your body, your feelings, and your intellect still, like a quiet pool of water. Eliminate all selfish wishes or desires. There is no room for wants or needs in the state of ego transcendence. Instead, adopt an attitude of joyous acceptance of anything that might occur, an affirmation of the energy process which will sweep you along. Eliminate any anger or ill will or irritation that you may feel towards anyone because this will prevent letting go and tend to produce a negative experience. Instead, meditate on love and trust towards everyone, especially your traveling companions on this cosmic journey. Eliminate doubt and suspicious skepticism. A negative attitude will hold you back. Instead, meditate with serene confidence on the unimagined potentials of your nervous system and try to make contact with the basic life source that is within you. Finally, eliminate inertia and laziness. Maintain a state of calm alertness, ready at any moment to move your attention from one focus to another, ready to recognize the stages of the experience as you pass in and out of them. There are three main stages in this voyage. The first and most profound is called the experience of the clear light or the void. 
Here, you merge completely with the basic energy process. There are no thoughts, no images, no hallucinations, no pleasure or fear, no I to experience. The drop of water is merged in the ocean. There is energy, light, flow, the network of process. You are gone. All boundaries dissolve. The second and longest phase is called the period of hallucination, of game visions and revelations. A part of your ego has reasserted itself and a multitude of sounds, images, thoughts, are created and dissipated at fantastic speed. Both heaven and hell, paradise or torture, may be experienced. Both come from you. The third phase is that of re-entry or rebirth, or re-imprinting, where your ego strives to return to the body, to rebuild its familiar, everyday reality. As you reach unimagined levels of awareness, try to remember these three phases and try to recognize where you are. Do not attempt to control or rationalize the experience. Let it flow and enjoy the process. You will be returning soon enough all too soon. There is plenty of time for figuring it all out later. Turn your attention to your body. Try to become conscious of every cell in your body. Notice how various unusual sensations are pulsating through your limbs. The flow of the energy process may cause your body to tremble or to feel hot or cold or to feel pressure in your head. Just as a spaceship 
passes through the Earth's atmosphere and is subjected to unusual pressures before it can fly freely through space. So your consciousness, in separating from the physical frame of reference, may cause you to experience various unusual bodily sensations. These are the landmarks of the transition points of consciousness. They are no cause for alarm. Actually, they can be enjoyed with delight and pleasure. Become one with the trembling and the warm pulsing. Use it to get out of yourself. Die consciously. dissolve like liquid or melt like wax or shatter like broken glass or fragment like a mosaic or be pulled to pieces or disintegrate into vibrations of pure energy. Let happen whatever happens. Don't struggle or try to control. Accept Enjoy, merge, exult, glorify, glorify, glorify. Coming back. You are now making the return voyage. You are returning to the world of familiar things. This is a crucial period 
the things you see and the people around you may still seem different to you. Do not try to rush your re-entry. During the next few hours, imprints will be formed which will determine how you will see things in the days to come. Be quiet and careful. Be aware of the photographs you are taking now with your neurological camera. Do not expose yourself to distraction. You may feel that you have supernormal powers, telepathy or clairvoyance. Do not make the mistake of thinking that these powers are yours through merit. They are merely the natural signs that you are in the re-entry phase. Recognize where you are. A Zen master said, My greatest miracle is that when I feel hungry, I eat. And when I feel thirsty, I drink. As your spaceship re-enters the atmosphere of the planet, pay attention to where you are landing. This is a unique moment of free choice. The chess pieces which comprise your personality can be arranged in many different ways. You may yourself, as an artist, develop the games of your life and lend it animation. 
you may complicate it or enrich it as you please. An endless multiplicity in the games of life. That is just what life is when it is beautiful and happy. A game. One can also do all kinds of other things with it. Make a duty of it, or a battleground, or a prison. But that does not make it any prettier. As you re-enter, it is important to remember the effect of your own attitude. Choose consciously. Be aware of where you are going as you return to routine life. Be impartial. Do not re-enter into your old robot out of fear. Do not rush back with desire or craving. Be detached. Choose your new self freely, consciously. You have five centers of conscious functioning. The thinking center will make its own new imprint. Your feeling center will make its own new imprint. Your moving center will make its own new imprint. Your sexual center will make its new imprint. 
your instinctual center will make its new imprint. The imprints you are now making will govern much of your life in the days to come. The imprints you are now making of other people will remain strong in the days to come. Don't rush. Don't grab. Don't hold on to any one pattern of thought or feeling. Two monks were walking near a brook. They met a girl unable to cross. The first monk picked the girl up and carried her over. They continued their walk in silence. That evening, the second monk finally turned to his companion and burst out. You know we are forbidden to even look at women, far less touch one. Why did you do that? The first monk replied, I set her down three hours ago. Are you still carrying her? started to come down already, try to regain the transcendence of the earlier, most intense period. This will ensure a smooth, gradual re-entry. This is a precious opportunity for gaining insight and understanding. Do not waste it by rushing back to your familiar world out of desire or fear. In order to prevent or postpone the return, meditate as follows. Think of your protective figure or guide as like the reflection of the moon in water, apparent yet non-existent.
like illusion produced by magic. With this in mind, contemplate the figure tranquilly. Then let the visualized form melt away, starting at the extremities. Meditate without thinking upon the void, clear light. If you have not found liberation in this session, there is still time. Meditate as follows. The visions and hallucinations which you are now having indeed all phenomena are in their nature illusions however reality may appear to you in truth it is unreal Dreams, apparitions, non-permanent, non-fixed. Do not be attached or afraid of the products of your own mind. If you take these illusory forms for reality, you will wander around in this confused existence. They are like dreams. Echoes, cities of clouds, mirages, mirrored forms, not real even for one moment. Hold one pointedly to that train of thought and the belief that your visions are real will be dissipated.
the world will glow for you and liberation attained. A man dreamed he was a butterfly. He woke up. He said, Now I do not know whether I am a man who dreams he is a butterfly or a butterfly who dreams he is a man. Sometime during this period, your spaceship may encounter turbulence as it re-enters the atmosphere of the earth. You may feel confused and bewildered. You may wonder about your sanity. You may look at your fellow voyagers and friends and sense that they cannot understand you. You may think, I am dead. What shall I do? and feel great misery, like a fish out of water. You may wonder if you will ever regain your normal self. Familiar places, relatives, people known to you appear now as in a dream or through a glass darkly. If you are having such experiences, thinking will be of no avail. So do not struggle to explain. This experience is the natural result of your own mental program. Such feelings are signs that you are in the third or return phase of the session. Trust your guide, trust your companions, trust the natural flow of the process. Recognize calmly, without distraction. A man traveling across a field encountered a tiger. He fled the tiger after him. Coming to a precipice, he caught hold of the root of a wild vine and swung himself down over the edge. The tiger sniffed at him from above. 
Trembling, the man looked down to where, far below, another tiger was waiting to eat him. Only the vine sustained him. Two mice, one white, one black, little by little started to gnaw away the vine. The man saw a luscious strawberry near him. Grasping the vine with one hand, he plucked the strawberry with the other. How sweet it tasted. As you return from your psychedelic session, you see spread out before you the world, your former life, a planet full of fascinating possibilities, objects, and events. Each aspect of this return voyage can be a delightful discovery. Soon you will be returning to take your place in worldly affairs. The key to re-entry is this. Take it easy, slowly, naturally, Enjoy every second. Don't rush. Don't be attached to your old gains. Recognize that you are in the re-entry period. Everything you see and touch can glow with radiance. Each moment, a joyous discovery. Well, what an amazing experience for me, listening to uh, somebody that I uh, about for so long and uh, was come back into uh, my awareness once again and as I listen to this for the second time now it's it could be used today for um, preparing people for uh, their first psychedelic experience and in fact uh, I, I may end up using this as, as part of my work because it's uh, as good a description um, as I've been able to come up with so far so uh, I'm, I'm pretty amazed Amazed that it, it held it stood this, the uh, test of time. Um, the last clip I want to put in this podcast is is part three of uh, Joe Martino's CE protocol. Uh, we did two so far, and this is uh, 
number three uh, because I'm, I'm talking about several things at the same time in these podcasts and maybe it'll separate out uh, down the road, but uh, I'm covering several bases at one time because I want to give you the most bang for your buck and, well, actually it's all free, so maybe I'll charge a buck someday. Okay, uh, so the last thing you'll hear is uh, Joe Martino's uh, CE Protocol Part 3. Okay, so the next step to our CE protocol, to this process here, what we inject within our media that challenges us to think differently is we start deprogramming our limits. This is really where we, we start to say, okay, we understand that you know, there's a big difference between mainstream media, alternative media, and what's going on, and there's this thing called conscious media that challenges us to look deeper at things, that challenges us to bring in neutrality, and that, that you know, really makes us look at things less from this like us versus them mentality, very egoic states of consciousness, and more so pulls us back and says, okay, what's the bigger picture? What's happening here? And how can I stay grounded and, and neutral and understanding of what's happening so we can really make a change, right? So we, we're going through that process and now it's like, okay, well, I realize, you know, things aren't really what I thought they were. And there's, there's a lot more to us. There's a lot more to this world. There's a lot more to what I understood. Great. So, where have I limited what I think is possible based on that entire illusion I was living under or based on the fact that I thought I was my thoughts and my beliefs and all these different emotions that I have? Where have I limited my reality? Where have I been convinced that, for example, we need to be governed, that we need to have a form of exchange like money, for example, or that the world could, can never be without bad people or that there's so much evil constantly in the world that's trying to get us? Why have I believed that way? Why do I believe that every single change that needs to be made in our world has to pass through this system of commerce that ma maintains a balance between jobs and industry and, and all these different little games that we've decided to play? Where have I ultimately limited my consciousness to thinking that that is all we are capable of? And the key thing here is you don't need to think about everybody else. You just need to think about yourself here. And I'm not saying that from a selfish point of view. I'm saying you don't need to worry about will everyone else change? You just got to focus on yourself. You got to focus on can I open myself up to the possibility that we're not truly limited? That I don't, it doesn't, things don't need to be a struggle, that it doesn't need to be stress, that we don't need to have all of these confines within our system. When we tell ourselves all the time, that it's like, well, it'll never change. Oh, it'll always be like that. The people will always be in control. We can fight all we want. Things will never change. When we keep telling ourselves that, we keep limiting our consciousness and our state of being. And sometimes we'll justify it by saying, oh, well, that's just how the world is, and blah, 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 and all these different stories we tell ourselves. But in this aspect of our media, and what we do and what we bring to every story, is we challenge you know, the, the viewer to say, in your journey, are you ready? Are you willing? You say you want change. You say you want to move forward with stuff, but are you willing to actually let go of the limits of the belief systems of what you thought was possible when it comes to our world? And what justification is there for actually holding on to so many of the things that we think are human nature, for example? Where does that idea even come from? How do we know that's all we're limited to as humans? Perhaps that's just of a current limited state of consciousness that we're operating under, where we think we have to be divided, where we think we have to fight each other. 
where we think we're just a mind living in this body and there's nothing more to us. Even though the piles of scientific evidence and direct experience tells us something totally different. Why do we limit ourselves so much? How can we get back to a state within ourselves where we truly see that things are possible? Whether you want to say anything is possible or whether you want to say, well, maybe some things are possible, you know, whatever. The point is, is why do we limit ourselves to this when really there's, there's all this to play with? Or why do we limit ourselves to seeing the world like this when really we can do this and see 360, we can, or, you know, a greater peripheral, right? This is what this aspect, and this is why we're always, you know, within our media, expanding our consciousness, asking us to believe differently. The world is challenging. The world is in chaos. All these different things are happening. Great. But if media is always pushing us down and making us feel like everything's like crap and all this stuff's going on and all these things, you know, how are we opening ourselves up? Like we talked about in some of the first uh, uh, aspects of this protocol, it's okay to talk about some of the things that are happening in our world that aren't the greatest because it helps us to break the illusion. The question is, part of that conversation also has to include bringing in the neutrality and bringing in what is truly possible. What are we truly capable of? Why are we limiting ourselves to thinking that only this is possible? What if, what if much more is possible? Why do we gawk at the idea that you know, people, oh, they want to live in a utopia. Oh, they want to live in a world where, where we're not all bound by finance-based debt and, and debt banking systems and, and governance and having people decide things for the majority of people and not having their best interests at heart and corporations destroy the environment and destroy people's lives. That, you know, that's all we're capable of. We could never, anything beyond that is just a utopia. That's a, it's a false idea. Who's convincing you that that's, that's the reality, that that's the story? Is it perhaps coming from people who buy into the system as it is, who enjoy and are addicted to the stress, are addicted to the fear, addic addicted to being governed, and that don't want to take any self-responsibility, it's perhaps that's where we get our narrative from. And again, it doesn't matter what other people choose to do, it's what you choose to do. Because if you're unwilling to change, you have to assume that everybody else is unwilling to change too. But if you're willing to change and you're willing to actually be authentic and move this and bring this into action within ourselves and change the conversations we're having out there, then you assume that everyone else is open and willing to do that too. Therefore, the only thing that matters, the core to collective evolution's entire message is change starts within. The only change we can truly make is a change within ourselves. As we change our individual self, we change the collective. So the only thing that matters is are you willing to go through these processes? Are you willing to change the way you view the world and shift your consciousness? Because if you are and you're willing to deprogram your limits, you will be adding to the collective an example of possibility that many people are not even willing to believe exists. But as you live it authentically, other people go, maybe it is possible. So this is a huge aspect of what we're doing here and a huge aspect of what we're asking everybody going through this journey to really think about deprogramming our limits, taking ourselves to the next level, truly being in a state of anything is possible.